Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Pacer Pod. This is going to be the last episode before the season kicks off. And one of the very few times that I branch away from the Pacers and talk about um, what's going on with the rest of the league. And that's because in this episode, I'm going to be giving my, I guess, predictions for the for the year where I think the teams will end up when it's all said and done. Uh, who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to be in the finals, and who our champion's going to be. Um, as I go through this, I also have the win totals that Las Vegas is predicting, and I'll be placing an over or under uh, recommendation on each team as I go through this. So let's get right into it here. I'm going to start with the uh, Eastern Conference, and Working from the bottom, I've got the Atlanta Hawks as the last place team in the Eastern Conference. Um, Atlanta is going to suck, and I think they want to suck. Uh, They'll probably be, I think, the worst team in the league this year. Uh, When you look at their roster, there's just not a lot to like at this point, Um, although they do have some nice young pieces. I like John Collins, their power forward. I like Torian Prince, their small forward. Um, Kent Bazemore, he's decent as a shooting guard, um, but they'll probably be, he's been in trade talks for the last two years. Um, they did sign Trey Young, the rookie out of uh, Oklahoma, who kind of lit the college basketball scene on fire last year. Um, but, you know, Trey Young's a little guy. I just see him struggling this year, especially. Really, I'm not too high on Trey Young at all, but he, uh, you know, I think he's particularly going to struggle this year um, as, as well as the Atlanta Hawks. So I've got the Hawks in last place. They are the worst team in the Eastern Conference is my prediction. Las Vegas has their odds at, or not odds, but their win total at 22 and a half. I'm going to actually take the under on that. Um, and moving right along, the next next team from the basement is the New York Knicks, in my opinion. Las Vegas has them at 28 wins. I've got them under that. Um, I don't think they win 28. They, I think they would have had they had Kristaps Porzingis, their seven foot three unicorn. Um, but Porzingis is already listed as out until February. I think the Knicks are going to win not very many games from now until February, and I don't see why they would risk bringing Porzingis back. Um, I'm not even sure exactly what his injury is, but I know he's he's out for a while. He missed a lot of games last year, so I think this would be a good year for the Knicks to try to try to outsuck the Hawks and end up with one of those top draft picks next year. Um, let Porzingis rest. I do like Kevin Knox. He's a rookie out of Kentucky that the Knicks took with the ninth pick, I believe, in this year's draft. Um, I drafted Kevin Knox in my fantasy league, but I've seen him in. I've, I've looked at his box scores in the preseason. I'm already kind of regretting it. He's had a couple of really bad shooting shooting nights, but he should get a lot of minutes, um, a lot of chances to develop um, as a scorer. And um, also, let's see, like what else on the Knicks? They, they have Tim Hardaway Jr., which I like. Um, Frank Nilakina, or Nilatakina is a point guard who's decent. Um but there's just not a lot there either, which is why they're why they're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, so like I said, Vegas has them at 28 wins. I'm taking the under. 
Moving on up, I've got the Orlando Magic as the 13th best team in the Eastern Conference. The Vegas has them at 31 wins. I'm going to take the over on them, actually. Um, I kind of like Orlando. I like the size that they have in their front court. Um, they have second-year player Jonathan Isaac, who's like 6'10 to 7 foot. Um, skinny guy, but he's super long, athletic. They have Aaron Gordon, who's uh, one of the best dunkers in the league. Also, Aaron Gordon got paid this offseason. Um, they have rookie Mo Bamba, who they took with the fifth pick. So if you can just imagine a front court with Mo Bamba, uh, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac. They have uh, the foreigner, Evan Fournier, uh, as a shooting guard who can put up points. And then the big hole in the Magic is their point guard position where they have DJ Augustine, I believe, starting right now. So the Magic are not going to be very good this year. However, I think they're going to make some strides. And I'm actually taking them, I, I'm picking them to win over 31 games. Um, next team is, I've got the Cleveland Cavaliers slotted here. So from from making the finals to being one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference is where I'm having the Cavs. Um, there's not a lot there. They have a rookie who's going to be getting a lot of minutes, I would assume. Although George Hill is in, it, the veteran George Hill is going to be taking up some of those minutes. But Colin Sexton, rookie out of Alabama, um, I think he'll probably be end up being a pretty decent player. Uh, the, the Cavs have Kevin Love. They've got a lot of um, veterans, a lot of old dudes that I think are going to struggle without having LeBron around. Um, it's not I, I it, you know, if you're the Cavs fan, um, you got to hope that Kevin Love returns to to what he was before he teamed up with LeBron, which was a you know twenty plus point scorer, at least ten plus rebounds, um, and just a uh, you know. Um, a good, a good, solid, you know, borderline all stars. What you'd like to see from Kevin Love? Actually, I think you got to have him as an all star. Um, if if the Cavs are going to have any success this year, I th I could see a situation where the Cavs end up, you know, uh, making it to the playoffs. As I go up my list here, I don't necessarily like the last team I have in the playoffs, and I don't see a huge difference between um, the team I have slotted eighth and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So. You know, they have a chance, but for now I have them 12th in the East. Um, Vegas has them slotted at 31 wins. I'm actually going to take the slight over on that. I think they could win a little bit more games than that just based on the fact that they play in the Eastern Conference. They have a lot of experience, a lot of veterans, um, and they have a winning culture, even though that main piece of the winning culture left. Um, let's see here. Uh, next up is the Charlotte Hornets, is who I have here. They, I have them slotted as the 11th team in the East. Um, I look at Charlotte's team, and it's just a lot of what it was, what it's always been. I mean, you've got Kimball Walker. He's, you know, all-star caliber point guard. Um, they did, let's see, they've got, uh, they got my boy Cody Zeller who is looking rough these days. I, I saw Cody play in the preseason and um, <laughs> he's got that. 
Uh, he doesn't have any hair on the top of his head, or I mean on the, like, uh, he's losing it on the top. He's losing it. The, re- the hairline's creeping back. Cody's just looking rough, and he's not, what is he, maybe, Cody's maybe 28, 20, 27, 28 years old. Uh, he's aging. He's aging quickly. Uh, so the Hornets have Cody Zeller, Frank the Tank, Kaminsky. Um, they 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 uh, they got a uh, Nicholas Batum, and they signed Tony Parker this year from uh, the Spurs. That's a little French connection. Both uh, both Batum and um, Tony Parker are from France. They they got the rookie Miles Bridges, who I do like out of Michigan State. Um, he's had some thunderous dunks. Uh, Miles Bridges might be a guy to look out for potentially in the dunk contest. Um, I like Miles Bridges, but as a rookie, I don't see him doing much this year. Who else do they have? They have Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who just hasn't quite developed any sort of offensive game. They have the veteran Marvin Williams, um, out of North Carolina. They just have a lot of okay players. I think when you look at Charlotte, uh, and I don't see them really taking a, a leap forward. But once again, similar to what I said with the Cavs, I, I think I think the Eastern Conference has seven solid teams that are I would consider them locks for the playoffs. And then for that eighth seed, there's kind of just a lot of garbage. Um, and I, I could throw Charlotte in there. Who knows? But for my rankings, I have them 11th. Vegas has them at 35 and a half wins. And I am taking the under on that. I do not think that they win that many games. Um, and moving on. Number 10, I've got the Brooklyn Nets here. They have uh, most improved candidate, Spencer Didwitty. They have uh, point guard, D'Angelo Russell. Um, they've got a lot of nice pieces. They've got the big man, Jarrett Allen, who um, I've heard a lot of talk on just other NBA podcasts. You know, he's a he's a guy that uh, blocks shots, rebounds the ball. Um, I kind of wish I he oh, I like I like his look. He's got that. He's got the afro. At least he did last year. I guess I should probably update and take a look at him this year. I don't players change hairstyles. Um, but Jared Allen had the big afro with the headband. And um, I think he played for Texas. Um, so anyways, when you're looking at Brooklyn, They've got some nice pieces. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about their coach, Kenny Atkins. Apparently, that you know they play good defense, good offense. So they're a team that could maybe could maybe uh, sneak into that eighth seed as well. Um, but for me, I have them tenth uh, in the East. Vegas has them at thirty-two wins, and I'm going to take the over on that. Um, next team. I have is the ninth seed. So we're, this is the last position before we get into the playoffs. And I've got the Chicago Bulls here. I like the Bulls. I think they have a lot of really interesting pieces. I don't think they have any superstars yet on their team, um, but they've got a lot of guys that I think are average to slightly above average potentially, um, starting with uh, Zach Levine as their, their starting shooting guard. I like, I really like Bobby Portis. I'm high on Bobby Portis. I like Wendell Carter Jr. He's the rookie out of Duke. They took uh, the Bulls, drafted him seventh. Um, obviously, Laurie Marketing, who was a rookie last year, second year player, but he's going to start this season injured. Laurie Marketing was really a surprise last year. I think a lot of a lot of people were giving the Bulls shit for drafting him. Um, 
ahead of guys like Malik Monk or um, who else? Dennis Smith Jr. Um, but, you know, Laurie Markkinen had a really great rookie season. Um, I'm not sure when he'll be back, but he's a great piece for the Bulls. Um, another guy that the Bulls have is Chris Dunn at point guard. Uh, he had he made really good improvements last year. Um, what else do the Bulls have? Um, I Oh, Jabari Parker coming home. So Jabari Parker was obviously, I think he was the number two overall pick, but he's a kid from Chicago, went to Milwaukee. He had two ACL surgeries, I believe, on his left knee. So that's not good. Milwaukee let him go, uh, but Chicago took a chance on him. He's back home. Um, I saw, you know, uh, recency bias, but I, I was watching the Pacers go up against the Bulls in preseason when the Bulls just kicked their ass, and Jabari was on. He looked good. Uh, Jabari obviously has a lot of skill. Uh, there's just a lot of pieces on on the um, on the Bulls team that I like. Um, I kind of wish I would have put them here in the eighth spot to make the playoffs. I'd rather see them there than the team I have, but um, it's a big leap. So Vegas has the Bulls at 30 wins. I'm taking a strong over on that. Strong over. I think they're going to win closer to, I don't know, 35 to 40 wins this season for the Bulls. Um, And moving on. Now we're into the playoff teams. Uh, With the eighth seed, I slotted the Detroit Pistons. Um, they've got the one of the best front courts in the Eastern Conference with Andre Drummond, uh, a man who, you know, he probably he puts up ridiculous stats like 15, 16 points, 15, 16 rebounds, four blocks, two steals, four assists. I mean, he just he's one of those guys that just stuffs the stat sheet. Um, the Pistons traded for Blake Griffin last year. So this will be the first, like, let's see what Blake Griffin has. This is, this is the year that he either bounces back and um, kind of proves that he actually is still one of the best players in the league. I wouldn't even say one of the best players, but an all-star t- type player in the league. Um, I could see the Pistons doing some damage with Drummond and Griffin. Uh, they have Reggie Jackson at point, who's, who's okay. Um, not a lot else, which is why I hate having the Pistons in the playoffs. But I just don't really know who else could that I feel comfortable taking over them right now. I should have gone with the Bulls, I think. But um, for now, I got the, I've got the Pistons. So 38 and a half wins is where Vegas has them. I am taking the uh, a slight over on on that just because I have them in the playoffs. And I think you got to win closer to 40 games to make it into the playoffs. You got to at least be 500, hopefully, this year. Um not much else to say about the Pistons. Number 11, I've got, or sorry, not number 11, number seven in the seventh seed, I've got the Miami Heat. I've got the Heat here based on the fact that they do not get Jimmy Butler in a trade early on this season. If they do get Jimmy Butler, I could see the Heat catapulting up into the uh, fifth, sixth seed. But the Heat have, that uh, starts with probably, who do you want to go with? I would say Drogic. I think Goran Drogic is is probably their most important player. They do have Hassan Whiteside, one of the most dominant centers in the league as far as blocks, uh, rebounds. When he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. Um, they have they have they have a handful of guys that I would like to see on the Pacers team, really. But um, those are like wings, like Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson, 
um, uh, Justice Winslow, uh, who else? Nah, I don't have any notes, but, you know, the Heat are okay. I don't see them, especially if they they don't get Jim, end up getting Jimmy Butler. Um, I see them as, as the seventh seed. I do see them as kind of a lock for the playoffs. They're well coached. They're a franchise that never really have, has bottomed out. And um, so I see them slightly above mediocrity uh, in the Eastern Conference. So I've got the Heat at seventh. Las Vegas has them at 43 and a half wins. I am going to take the over, and that's because I think a deal does get done to get Jimmy Butler. Uh, but actually, you know, I don't know. I just took him as over. So moving on. 43 and a half wins. I think they win at least 44. Uh, the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference I'm predicting to be the Washington Wizards. They uh, Obviously, they've got one of the best backcourts in the Eastern Conference with John Wall, Bradley Beal. Uh, at the three, they've got Otto Porter Jr. They've got Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, they swapped out Gortat for Dwight Howard, <laughs> which, you know, I don't know about Dwight Howard. I, he's, he's great when he wants to be. If, if Dwight... If, at this stage of his career, especially playing with guys like Bradley Beal and John Wall, if Dwight would just set picks, roll to the basket, rebound, play defense, I could see the, the Wizards being, honestly, you know, it's hard to see them climbing up much. I've got them at sixth in the East, so I've already got them kind of high. Um, but I, I, I like the Wizards roster. I just think that it's kind of chaotic in the locker room. I don't think adding Dwight Howard is going to help anything. Um, seems like every year there's there's beef between John Wall and Bradley Beal. Or uh, last year it was Gortat who they moved to the Clippers. Um, so Vegas has the Wizards at forty five and a half wins. I'm going to take the under, a slight under on that one. I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that they reach that. Now is when it starts to get interesting. And remember the name of this podcast. It's called the Pacers Pod. So I think most of the league would probably, or like not most of the league, most of the writers and commentators on the NBA would probably have the Pacers slotted here in the fifth spot. I'm actually going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks, which is tough because Milwaukee is definitely on the upside. I would upswing. I would say they've got a they've got a great they've got probably the best. I mean, potentially the best player in the league. Well, I mean outside of LeBron, with, with Giannis Antetokounmpo at, at small forward. Um, the Greek freak is everybody's pick. He's the favorite for MVP this year. The Bucks got, they traded out Jason Kidd as their coach for Bud, what's his last name, Bud Budenheiser or something like that. A guy that came from, uh, started in San Antonio as an assistant under Greg Popovich, took on his own team in Atlanta. Um, he had Atlanta win 60 games one year with a bunch of, you know, just uh, like, well, who do you have? Yeah, Paul Millsap, Al Horford, Kyle Korver, and Joe Johnson, I think was the core. And then they had Jeff Teague. Maybe Jeff Teague would have been that, that fourth starter. But um, so he had a deep, he, 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 you know, over, I would say overachieved with the Hawks. And that was based off the system that he ran. So. A lot of people are assuming that he's going to be able to do the same thing with the Bucs. Um, I just don't quite like the roster on the Bucks that much yet. Um, Eric Bledsoe, to me, frustrated the 
frustrated me a lot last year. He was on my fantasy team. Uh, but anyways, I, I so the, with the Bucks, you've got Eric Bledsoe. Uh, I don't know who they're going to start at two guard. I think Michael, or uh, is it Michael Brogdon? Last name's Brogdon. Anyways, um, Giannis, they they did sign Brooke Lopez, who I think will be good. Um, they, they just don't have a ton outside of Giannis. And for that reason, I think the teams that I have ahead of them are going to be stronger. Um, so I've got the Bucks at f- the fifth seed. Vegas Vegas likes the Bucks. They've got them at 48 and a half wins, which is actually a half game more than they have the Pacers. Um, so I'm actually going to take the under on that. I think it. I think they could be good by the end of the season, but I, I think it's going to take them a little while to start clicking. Unless Giannis just comes out and and starts averaging thirty plus a game, ten plus rebounds, five to six plus assists, two blocks, two steals. I mean, Giannis could could make me look like an idiot, but he's that good. Um, but anyways, that's where I've got the Bucks, fifth seed in the East. Um, all right, and the fourth seed in the East, I've got the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Vegas has Philadelphia at 54 wins. I'm taking this, the under on that one. Uh, obviously, Philly has one of the best rosters in the league. They've got two of the, the budding superstars in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, I, love, I, I love Philly's team, really, when you look at it on paper. Um, starts with Joel, Dario Saric. Uh, Robert Covington, Markel Fultz, J.J. Redick, Ben Simmons. And then I think it kind of drops off pretty hard. So they don't have a lot of depth. And the reason I, I, I have Philly at four is I don't think... I, I'm, I'm kind of banking on the fact that Joel Embiid does not stay uh, healthy the whole whole year. I think if he misses 30, 40 games, which is very likely... Uh, that the Philly Philly will struggle because I think that the three teams I have ahead of them are just going to win a lot of games this year. I think Philly, I think Philly could be better in the playoffs, especially if they have a healthy Embiid like in a series. I would- 